What's up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to another episode of the Movie Club Podcast from FanboysAnonymous.com. I am your host, Tony Mango, and joining me on this edition is Sean Walker. Yo, 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 yo. And Caroline Oliveira. Hello. So we're going to do something a little different this time around. We normally go through a couple different movies for the movie club, the monthly movie club episode, whatever. We're actually going to be changing some of these things up when it comes to the formatting. Might not go with episode numbers anymore. I don't really know. Might not go with a strictly month by month thing. Might not even actually do a full on movie reviews. And that's kind of what ties into what we're going to do today. We are talking Batman and Superman for this entire month in a lot of different ways because Batman v Superman is going to come out soon. And when we were trying to figure out movies to talk about, to watch and then review and do the standard format with this, we realized there's just way too many options for that because if you do just Batman movies, then you leave Superman out of the equation. If you leave Superman, you leave uh, Batman out of the equation. And even if you can figure out a way to just do one, what do you do? Because there are just an endless amount of different movies for both of these. So instead, we're going to do something that's off the beaten path. We're just going to do a film history breakdown of all the Batman movies that have come out in the past and all the Superman movies that have come out in the past and the ones that actually didn't end up happening but were in production at some point. We're going to kind of treat this like a group meeting slash review point slash movie club so to speak, and uh, hopefully you guys will enjoy the format. If you do, leave it in the comments below. If you don't, you want us to go back to the other one, you know, tell us that too. We'll see what we end up uh, doing for the future. But the very first thing I want to talk about in general is just the overall concept of Batman and Superman in movies, and I'm going to start with Caroline. Caroline, your points of view when it comes to Batman and Superman might not be the same as Sean and I since we get a little bit more deeper into the comics and stuff, but mm-hmm. if you're approached with the idea of there's a Batman movie or there's a Superman movie coming out, what's the first thing you think of? That I'm probably going to watch the Batman, but not the Superman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big Superman fan. I I watched a few things here and there growing up, but Batman's a whole different story for me. Like, I love the Batman villains, so... I just love Batman. I would definitely watch it and I'll be really excited about it. And I'm only going to watch Batman versus Superman because Batman's in it. (laughs) (laughs) If it was just V Superman, it would be terrible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) V for Vendetta, V for Superman. Now, Sean, you're pretty much the total opposite, aren't you? You're more Superman than Batman. I love, I love the Superman dude. Growing up, Superman was, was my hero. Still is to this day. Gotta love those specs on Clark Kent, right? You know what? Actually, before we even get to some of those topics, I want to bring something up about that. Did you see the, the thing video that with Henry Henry yeah, Cavill? That was, that was so great. Uh, for those who don't know what we were talking about, a lot of people always criticize the idea that Superman wears glasses, and it's like, well, how is that enough to make people not think that he's Superman? <laughs> well, Henry Cavill went to Times Square, and he stood in front of posters of Batman v Superman without the glasses on, wearing a the Superman, Superman shirt. T-shirt is great. <laughs> and people just walked by as if it was like nothing. So he just put it out on his Instagram or whatever it was. I think it was his Instagram. And he just said, like, anybody who doubts the whole glasses thing, yeah. Okay, know. but to be granted, though, he picked Times Square, New York City. People can walk naked next to you and you don't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> I don't know. If Henry Cavill walked naked next to me. (laughs) Yep. 
I oh, I mean, it, I wouldn't even look at his face, but that's like just <laughs> New York City. Nobody cares. Like it's just if he picked a different location, I would applaud his effort. But no, like Kansas. Yeah, anything <laughs> like that. Well, then they're probably just used to it. Kansas is like Superman town, but see, I'm sort of in the middle of this. Uh, Batman is without a doubt my favorite character when it comes to superheroes, and I would go so far as to say maybe my favorite character in all of entertainment. Period. Like beating out James Bond, beating out Terminator, beating out Star Wars, just you know, shit. Even compared to like just novels and anything, just Batman might be my number one favorite character. Period. But I've grown to appreciate Superman really well over the years, and I've gotten kind of like, uh, I don't know, protective over Superman a little bit. So nowadays when I hear the arguments of like, well, he's too boring, and like, how can you do a Superman thing? I go, well, and I adjust my glasses and you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Set him down into a 20-minute rant and I'm like... Oh. I pull out my nerd card and go, well, there's this one issue of this, like, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, with Batman and Superman movies, I think that there is a huge difference uh, in terms of quality. Superman just not getting it done. And uh, I want to start breaking down different things. We're going to talk live action. We're going to talk animated. We're going to talk about actors that have played the characters and all sorts of different things like this. But the first thing I want to do is I want to just pinpoint this all the way back to uh, Superman because the like the differences of the movies. There's been different things over the years, different you know uh, the serials and the live action ones that we're more familiar with, or whatever. But if you think of like the one movie that sort of got this all started, it's that Richard Donner Superman movie. So that's why I want to go with Superman first. But even though Batman came first a little bit before that. Uh, Superman had his serials, one of them in 1948, one in 1950, which was Adam Man versus Superman. This is back in the era where everything was like just really freaking cheesy because 1951 is Superman and the Mole Men. That's the kind of stuff that's got to be laughable, right, Caroline? The Mole Men's like freaking scary. <laughs> Oh man, yes, I love it. Have you ever seen any of these serials, Sean? No. Oh, uh, no, or, I assume Sean. that you wouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, I would never. No, I haven't either. I think I might have seen part of Superman and the Mole Men when I was a little <laughs> kid. It might have been one of those things that, like, they were running out on, like, I don't know, TBS or something as like some, uh, I don't know, like hey, let's go back in time and do this. And my dad might have been like, here, watch this for 10 minutes, you know, just to eat up some time and shut me up a little bit or whatever. But if I did, then I blocked most of it out of my memory because it's so god-awful terrible. Uh, Batman had a couple serials too. Uh, he had a serial in 1943, Batman and Robin in 1949. Either of you check out either of those? I know I haven't. That's a little more believable, though, since Batman doesn't have to have, like, him flying and stuff. So him, like, just kind of, he jumps out and, you know, how's it going, Boy Wonder? Like, that kind of thing. That's, you can you can buy into it a little bit more than the whole, like, oh, Superman's flying and we have him on top of this box that's, like, <laughs> we erased the box and you can clearly see where it is and stuff. Uh, but as I mentioned before, the one that really kicked us all off 
was the Richard Donner Superman 1978, which had three follow-ups, Superman 2, Superman 3, and Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. I don't think that time is really that considerate to these movies, and it's been a while since I've watched any of them, but I did try watching the uh, Richard Donner cut of Superman and Superman 2. Couldn't do it. I don't like these movies at all. And I know that they get so much credit because it's like Mario Puzo and uh, uh, all these different people that like could be involved with this are great. But I don't like these movies. <laughs> They're so good. The, the first one is like my favorite film. Like it's up there with the Toy Story in the world. Really? Damn fucking A. I love Superman 1. You don't think that it's boring? No. Um, The first... 20 minutes oh, is boring because they're establishing the whole, you know, Krypton blowing up and him growing through life and him finding the Fortress of Solitude. But after that, it's pretty damn cheesy. And that's when I love it. Side note that I want to bring up. Uh, there's this tendency that happens in this 1978 film and it happens in Man of Steel of when you're going to show baby Kal-El that they show his penis. It's a little weird that uh, <laughs> they just like didn't cut that out or something, you know. But I remember watching uh, Man of Steel, and I was just sort of like, "Really, couldn't get a different angle." Okay, uh, Caroline, did you ever see the original Richard Donner Superman? I don't think so. I at what? least don't. Yeah, I just don't like Superman. Like, sue me. I will. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's. I mean, it's one of those movies that, like, you can't deny that it's a classic. You can't deny that it's something that did a lot for cinema and, it, you know, for the longest time it was considered the benchmark and stuff, but... He flies around the world to reverse time to save a bird. Oh, it's so ridiculous, though. Oh, God. It's shoot me so cool. It doesn't make the slightest bit of sense. Yeah, it's just... Ugh. Everybody knows that the time-space continuum is dependent upon the rotation of the planet. <laughs> like, what? Hey, say that's a, the, the Flash, alright? Flash makes a lot more sense. No. Yeah. Flash actually can go through dimensions with the whole traveling the speed of light. Superman's like... I don't know. I mean, we're talking about a movie that has Gene Hackman playing Lex Luthor as like. Uh, don't go dissing Gene Hackman, dude. Gene Hackman did a disservice to the Lex Luthor character. What? He ruined it for so many people. This is something that I have an issue with when it comes to Superman movies. We've had him in these two, the Richard Donner series, the Christopher Reeve ones. And then we had him in Batman or Batman. We had him in Superman Returns. And now we're getting him in Man of Steel, or shit, I keep calling that Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. There's never been a single version of Lex Luthor on screen yet that is actually like the comic book Lex Luthor, because they went with the the jokey Gene Hackman thing for Batman. I said a Batman again. Why am I doing this today? Uh, with Superman Returns, and I don't understand why he needs to be comedic. That's one of my biggest issues with that Richard Donner Superman. Because Superman, I don't know if you know this, is aimed towards the younger audience more so than the the adults. 
it's still, you could have Lex Luthor be Lex Luthor without him, you know, the jokes about him being bald and stuff. And like, uh, Miss Tessmacher and like, is it the, the first one or the second one where Tessmacher, uh, it must be the second one. She breaks him out of prison and they're just kind of uh, like on the a, second one. a hot air balloon and they just yeah. like go to the friggin' Arctic. And it's like, dude, you're wearing like a prison jumpsuit. And you're just going to go to the Arctic in a fucking hot air balloon. Okay. You know? Right now, I can see the comments below. This is sacrilege. You're fucking shitting all over this. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I am. It sucks. <laughs> this movie's I, I was as... on the other end of the microphone just shaking my head. <laughs> I will say, though, the there are ideas in Superman 1 and 2 that are good. But I then like... you're also talking about a movie that has him rip off the S logo and it's some kind of like cellophane thing that he throws on top of Zod. Now that I can't explain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that's that's the whole what the fuck moment. And he kisses Lois and it makes her forget who he is. Like that's true to the comics though. They used to give him a shit ton of superpowers that didn't make any sense, like super basket weaving skills. <laughs> it's a to legit thing too. <laughs> To be fair, it's just Superman. He's just a bad kisser in general, so you want to forget <laughs> just that kiss in general, right? Well, at the very least, if you have seen either one or two, it's better than if you saw three or four. Oh, God. Don't get me started on three. Now, I hope that you didn't see either of those, Caroline. Um, I, don't, I don't... I feel like I vaguely remember something about them, but I must have fallen asleep because I, I can't, like... I wouldn't be able to tell you the story, what happens in each one, and so on. Maybe I didn't see him at all. Speaking as somebody who very rarely sleeps, you were better off sleeping than watching these movies. <laughs> the third one is Richard Pryor as like this computer tech dude, and he makes like a supercomputer, and that's the big villain. The computer? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you've got Brainiac that you could have done. You've got Mongol. You've got... Shit, you've got the ultra-humanoid, a big freaking albino ape, which would have been better than just the strongest character in the history of comics, essentially. Well, who should his villain be? I don't know. Computer? This is this is when they went from the serious tone to the more, ha ha ha, let's make it more camp and it's all because they started that in Superman 1 and 2 with Gene Hackman or oh, Hackman <laughs> like Zod's not bad Zod's not bad Zod is Zod is great and I can forgive the stuff like you know the obviously the visual effects aren't going to be that great and stuff compared to nowadays so you can't really judge that film and be like oh that's terrible I can see the friggin uh, the wire on the helicopter or whatever. Of course you're going to do that. If you look at the old versions of Star Wars, you're going to do the same too. But when you have like, uh, what's the town that they go to in Superman 2? It's like they're looking for, they're looking for someplace. I'm drawing a blank on it now. Like they're looking for like, say if it, they're looking for Paris and they go to like Paris, Texas instead of uh, Paris, France, and then it's like a big like joke about that or something. It's like the ridiculous stuff like that. It's like <laughs> you roll your eyes. Oh, I'm so glad I didn't watch that. <laughs> and then you got Superman 4, The Quest for Peace, which is all about 
like disarming nuclear weapons, but then whoops, there's a nuclear man. It's like, damn it, you've got like so many other people you could do. You could have like who is also voiced by Gene Hackman. He does the voice for him. Yeah. Did you not pick that up when he goes, "You've got my voice," and and the dude goes, "Oh, it's been so long since I watched this movie." Yeah, it's voiced by Gene Hackman. He dubbed over the voice. Huh. Well, I mean, if he's got the voice, then it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But, I, like, they might have had a, some, like, who's the actor that played him, you know? Mark Pillow, it looks like it says. Maybe it's just some dude that didn't really speak English that well. <laughs> They're like, we gotta do something else here. But Nuclear Man, like, you've got Kryptonite Man from the comics, you've got Bizarro, you've got Metallo, you've got... Metallo, woo! Yeah, Metallo needs to be in a movie, we'll talk about that in a little bit, too. Um, but yeah, this tendency with the Superman films of doing that whole thing, I was disappointed when they were going to do another reboot of sorts, and they were like, you know what, instead of rebooting it, let's just pick up where Superman 2 left off, and let's do Superman Returns in the style of that. I was just like, damn it! Now, is that a movie that you've seen, Caroline? Mm, who is the main guy? Brandon Roth. Uh... It was uh, Kate Bosworth was Lois oh, Lane. Oh, yeah. I went to the, the theater, but I fell asleep like <laughs> <laughs> 45 minutes in. <laughs> That's not surprising I... since nothing happens in this movie. Yeah, it's, right? It's the same plot as Superman 1. It really is. And that's what's like, it boggles the mind to me that they got to a point where like, now you can't excuse the idea of like, well, we're limited and we can only do a certain amount of things. Bullshit. You can do, you you had Spider-Man out by this point. You had the Blade movies. You had the X-Men movies. You can have an actual Superman fight. And instead they were like, you know what? It was a mistake for us to do the idea of the supercomputer and and whatnot. I know the real villain for this one. Mortgages and land and what? <laughs> it's like shit. So it pissed me off to no end that it was like you got, finally got a Superman movie where you could have some action, and the biggest action set piece of the whole thing is that he lifts something twice. Oh, I don't know. The kid throwing the piano is pretty boss. Oh, uh, don't even get me started on this kid. <laughs> Introducing a kid that Superman had that he doesn't know it's his kid until the, you know, towards the end of the movie or whatever, spoiler alert, which I'm not uh, screwing you out of anything. You figure it out two seconds into his introduction that it's like that. His his kid. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty much like, here's a kid, by the way, he's Superman's kid. By the way, he has an hour. He's got glasses. Oh, it's so bad. And it's like, I own the movie. I don't know why. Oh God. But, uh, it's the type of thing where that's as disappointing as it could possibly be. You say that like it's a bad thing. I own all, every single Superman film, even the Blu-ray versions, even the director's cut. Even Adam Man versus Superman? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> well, then that eventually turned around and they decided that they weren't going to do Superman uh, returns like some kind of a follow up or whatever, but they decided to do Man of Steel because they wanted to have their own cinematic universe, even though they're not calling it a cinematic universe. It's the extended universe, which is dumb. But Man of Steel happens, and I've got my issues with Man of Steel. If you want to find out more information, I'm not going to ramble about it because I wrote up a post a little bit earlier about fanboys fix it, how I think that they can fix the issues of Man of Steel, mostly the idea that. 
they need to get rid of like this odd stylistic choice that they made and they need to stop doing shit like make Jonathan Kent a douche. But Sean, I know you're a big fan of Man of Steel. How fan of the idea of Man of Steel. That's a good way to put it at the very least. Um, I'm not a fan of the actual film itself. Like, it's the same plot as Superman 1 and 4, just with Zod wanting land instead of Lex. Hmm. Which is, like, why why do you keep focusing on this whole land aspect of it? I know you would want, like, a new Krypton, but still. It seems weird that it, the, after six movies, we've had basically two plots. Yep. Which is just... Zod wants to take over, and there's a land crisis. <laughs> and it's like, you've got so many other routes that you can go. Hell, I wouldn't even mind at this point if they would have said, like, instead of Superman 3, if they would have had Mr. Mixus Bitlick. It's ridiculous of a character. It's so dumb. It would never be pulled off well. But at least it would be different, you know? <laughs> There are good points of Superman Returns. Like, I actually liked Henry as Clark. Man of Steel, you mean? Yeah, Man of Steel, yeah. And I also liked um, him as Superman. Uh, Amy Adams as Lois Lane, I got an issue with. Mm, me too. Uh, the dude who plays Perry White, I got an issue with. I actually like Lawrence Fishburne. I didn't mind. Uh... Was Jimmy in this? No, that was the one of my other issues. Is They were like, well, we don't want to have Jimmy Olsen. We're going to have Jenny Jerwich. And it was like, well, if you really want Jimmy Olsen to just not be Jimmy Olsen, which why would that matter anyway? But if you want to make her him a woman, then just make her Jenny Olsen. The why fact Jenny Jerwich? The fact that they didn't use Kryptonite, they used the fact that it was the the, the gravity. Yeah, the uh, atmospheric conditions. That's the one. That that was that was an issue. Uh, the fact that there was no Fortress of Solitude, it was a fucking spaceship. And it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> I had a problem with yeah, so I'm hoping that they're gonna find the fortress and solitude in this one. If not this one and the third one. If there is gonna be a third one, hopefully there will be. Uh the fact that they changed the main theme. Mm. Well, we're definitely gonna talk about music, because that's a that's a bone to pick when it comes to certain things. The costume I liked. I honestly thought I was gonna hate on the costume, but I actually really liked the costume in Man of Steel. But they focused too much on uh, Jor-El, I thought. That's true as well. In this, in this film, which was, uh, which was my major gripe with it. Now I'm assuming you didn't see this one either, right, Caroline? <laughs> you assume right. <laughs> I feel horrible. I'm sorry, you guys, but really, like, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> you should check it out before you see Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Oh, think about it. I'll give them, I'll give them credit for this. Man of Steel is an easy watch compared to the other ones, and it's like my issues with Man of Steel are twofold. Mostly, there's like the the Superman fan in me gets bugged about a lot of things. Like I I'd mentioned before, Jonathan Kent should never suggest that it's a good idea to let people die, no, no. matter what the circumstances. Like that's just, that's not Jonathan Kent. No, not not at all. That's an issue where he goes, 
what should I do? Should I just have let him die? He never should have said maybe. He should have said absolutely not. That kind of stuff bugs me. So since you're not as big of a Superman fan, you're not going to be like, wait a minute. That should be Brainiac, not a fucking Codex. Like that kind of thing. Oh, God. But I'll also, th- I'll think about it. I'll think about it. <laughs> the other thing that bugs me when it comes to Man of Steel, outside of being a fan of stuff, is just if I look at it through the eyes of somebody who would make a different movie, I go, well, why did they make this choice? Like, why is there a point in the film where you needed to have some kind of a nightmare? And now apparently we're gonna we're gonna get that with Batman v Superman. That's gonna happen again. So it must just be Zack Snyder's like you know what would be awesome right here if Superman had a nightmare that he was, like, drowning in skulls, and then oh, you go to... I, I thought you were going to mention the whole him killing Zod thing. I had an issue with that. Actually, I didn't have an issue with that. That's, That's one of the Superman, biggest things people complain about, and Superman I... doesn't kill. He does, though. He kills uh, Doomsday, he's killed Darkseid before, like... To be fair, right? Doomsday, that's understandable, right? It was either be killed or get killed, right? Zod doesn't get killed, basically. Zod does make it a point, though. I'm spoiling this for Caroline, but <laughs> he does make it a point that he's like, if you don't kill me, I'm just going to keep killing people. Like He could have quite easily put his hands over Zod's eyes. Of rather than snapping his neck, all right? Hey, if they would have done that, they already did enough Jesus parallels in this. If they would have given him stigmata hands, it would have been like, oh, come on. But the issues with Man of Steel aside, I do think that that's... If I were to recommend a Superman movie to anybody, it would be Man of Steel. Just, like, because it's easier to digest. But I actually wouldn't even recommend that. I'd recommend the animated series. Oh, I'd, I'd recommend one of the animated films as well. Yeah. Um... Before we jump over to Superman animated movies, though, let's switch over to Batman. Yeah, that side of things. Yeah. Uh, we talked about the serials a tiny bit, but if we're talking TV shows, we got to talk about Batman the movie, the Adam West 1966 uh, movie. Love it. Which is the most amazing piece of garbage. <laughs> it's, it's so good. It's on Netflix. I watch it all the time. It's fucking fantastic. If I would have criticized Superman for being cheesy, I gotta criticize the Batman one, because... Yeah, no, that's... We're talking about a movie where he carries a bomb around. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's labeled in the Batcave as well. It's great. It's like the Bat phone. Bat shark repellent. It's so good. (laughs) It's it's like the perfect example of 60s culture. Yeah, true. And it's just so awful, and... There's no words to describe how ridiculous it is. This is one of those things, you, if you haven't seen it, you gotta see it. Who was the uh, Catwoman in that? Does anybody remember offhand? If it was uh, Eartha Kid or if it was Julie Newmar or um, Meriwether? I want to say that it was Ju- Newmar. Yeah, I think it's Julie. Let me see here. I'm going to look that up real quick because... That is something. It's Lee Merriweather, actually. Oh. Huh. I could tell you what took me away from the experience for this Batman film was um, the penguin is uh, Mickey <laughs> from from uh, Rocky. And I was like picturing him saying all his lines in the Mickey voice. 
that he does on Rocky. I was like, oh, here we go. Get up, you bum. <laughs> Get up, Bruce. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, played a good penguin, though. Play. For that era, yeah. And then again, we've had another uh, Penguin over the years. We'll get to him in a moment. But the next series that we had for Batman in live action was the Tim Burton one, 1989. Which, when I was a kid, I loved the hell out of this movie. Oh, yeah, me too. It's the best one. It's the best one. I disagree nowadays, but... I mean, Michael Keaton was Batman to me for the longest time. Michael Keaton is the Batman. Well... Other than Kevin Conroy, but you know. Oh, that's true. Kevin, well, nobody beats Kevin Conroy. And having not seen Batman v Superman yet, I'm still saying nobody beats Kevin Conroy. <laughs> I, I agree 100%. Just like nobody beats Mark Hamill for uh, the Joker. But um, Batman 89, that took the series in a different, more serious kind of uh, route. They decided that they were going to kind of play off the idea of Frank Miller's version of Batman and instead of doing the kind of ridiculous stuff that they've done in the past they were like you know let's treat this as if like this guy is fucking nuts and he is nuts in the movie I mean he flat out says you want to get nuts let's get nuts (laughs) (laughs) we got Jack Nicholson as the Joker and he's just kicking ass and they decided to go even darker with the follow-up to this Batman Returns which many people consider to be too dark they had issues with their uh was it McDonald's or Burger King? I think it was McDonald's. Might have been Burger King, though. Uh, you know, they, they're they making toys for little kids because it's a Batman movie. But then if you actually watch Batman Returns without, like, the little kid goggles on, you're like, okay, well, the, our opening scene is parents uh, dumping their kid in a river <laughs> because he's too ugly. Yeah. And he gets, uh, like, he's raised by a bunch of, like, circus folk and penguins and... We've got all this kind of like the politics and sexism in the workplace. And it's like, what? This movie is insane. Michelle Pfeiffer is Catwoman. Awesome. She is insanely hot in that movie. She, <laughs> she, she is my Catwoman. In the grand scheme of things, I think Hathaway's better. But. No. Really? Yeah. No. No. I got a thing for Hathaway. <laughs> I'll admit it. But Batman Returns, they decided that that was a little bit too dark, so they wanted to go the 180 and go back to the kind of campier things. Joel Schumacher takes over with Batman Forever, gets a little wacky. I mean, one of the opening scenes is somebody gets electrocuted, and you can hear the guy going like, and it's like, oh, come on, man. That was actually a pretty damn good impression. (laughs) I'm surprised about that. And then things get even worse with Batman and Robin. Yeah. And uh no, oh, yes, Batman shots. and Robin was class. Batman and Robin, we might do a fan tracks so of for people that want to hear about that. And you know, we're Uma gonna Thurman, dude. Uma Thurman is ridiculous in that movie. Uma Thurman really is ridiculously is. hot in that film. This Ew. is a one woman show. It's like, <laughs> she's so, so sexy. bad. Now, no, no, the sexiest person in that movie is George Clooney. <laughs> 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 is this the one that? They had the bat nipples, or was this the bat ass? Both. Both. Oh, goddamn! <laughs> bat nipples. There's an ass shot in both Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah, yeah. 
And it's there's lines in these movies that are just so terrible. The whole like, oh, chicks dig the car and whatever. I think they say that in both actually. I think uh, Batman says it in one, and um, Robin says it in Batman and Robin. Which which one was the one like where Batman had to choose who to save? Was that Batman Forever? forever. Or, yeah, forever. That, that is worse than fucking Batman and Robin. I don't care what anybody says. Doctor Chase Meridian. It's like you really tried hard for that one, didn't you? And uh, Robin, who's wearing a Nightwing outfit, basically. Tommy Lee Jones was Two Face, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 That was if, fucking terrible. Yeah. If you can call it Two Face. <laughs> He's basically Joker with a scar on half his face. Just no. And Jim Carrey is Joker with a Riddler outfit on. Uh, Jim Carrey is the Riddler. He's, he's pretty good. No, he, he was, was the saving grace again. He was the saving grace of that fucking film. No, the saving grace was the music because it oh. was so cute. <laughs> oh, the circus theme. That's the circus scene was pretty good. In Batman Forever. Yeah. Or Batman yeah. In, uh, Re- Returns. Batman Forever. See <laughs> <laughs> We had uh, a whole bunch of. I mean, we're gonna just we're gonna spread things around and go crazy when it comes to this. Um, but that uh, Batman and Robin nearly killed the superhero genre. <laughs> it was the type of thing where people were just like, "Don't ever do a superman a uh, superhero story again." But eventually we got Christopher Nolan came around. He decided to do Batman Begins and everybody starts treating it this more earnest way. And it gets this big boost of credibility dips down for Dark Knight Rises. Eventually not as good as Dark Knight. Dark Knight, though, should have been nominated for different Academy Awards. Did win one of them. Heath Ledger won Best Supporting Actor. That's because he died. If he never Possibly. died, right? If he never died, no way would you fucking go. I used the worst fucking Joker in the fucking history of Jokers. I totally can't say that when you look at Batman yeah. the movie. <laughs> also, he's biased to the Nolan film, so. That's true. Yeah, you say that you weren't a fan of the Nolan films. I fucking hate the Nolan films. They can go die in a fire, and I wouldn't give a fuck. I would rather watch the Star Wars Christmas special. What is it that you don't like about them? I don't know. It's just, I just don't like them. Is it I like think, how I serious they are? Or? I don't like the Batmobile. I don't like the suit. I don't like Jim Gordon. I don't like Christian Bale as an actor. Uh, I don't like Alfred. Hmm. I don't like... Did I say I don't like the Batmobile? Yeah. I'm going to say that again. I don't <laughs> like the Batmobile. Uh, the... The guy... I can't remember what his fucking name is. The guy who bitches and complains that Batman uses his phone tech to spy. Lucius? Lucius, yeah. I don't like him. Morgan Freeman, you can go suck a dick. <laughs> Morgan Freeman's a national treasure. Don't he like the is. cat. He's don't like awesome. Catwoman. Anne Hathaway, yeah. Don't like her. She can go die in the corner. Bane. Couldn't understand Bane. He sounds like Brandon when he's smoking his bong. <laughs> uh, what else is there? What is the matter with Bane? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I had to watch that film with subtitles. I will say, though, Bane, Bane's had two shots to be on screen, and both of them have something wrong with him. Uh, the Bane from Batman and Robin is just like this. He, he's a mess. At, but, at least he looks closer to the comic books than what this Bane did. Yeah, but he's like a mute and everything, and the voice is one thing. Like, why they can't they get the voice right? I don't but, know. I just don't know why they couldn't just dub the voice over the mask. 
Because they don't care. Bane's Mexican, so they don't care. If he was a white guy, it would be different. Ugh. Well, it technically, oh, oh. he is a white guy in the exactly. Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> yeah, which is a big problem that I had with that. And another, the biggest gripe I had with this fucking, the fucking Christopher Nolan series is the guy who was supposed to replace Batman, like that cop guy. Mm-hmm. Wasn't his name something like something Robin or some shit? Robin John Blake. Yeah, fucking go suck a dick. <laughs> Fuck you. Where's my fucking Dick Grayson, you fucking wankers? Mm. That there are issues. I'll admit it. Yeah. Uh, there's stuff that bugs me. There's stuff that bugs me about every single one of these movies: Batman, Superman, animated, live action. There, there's a problem with at least every single one of them. And some something like the Robin John Blake is just kind of like, dude, you couldn't have made him fucking Dick Grayson. Okay, like or. You know, Man of Steel. It's like, well, why do you have? Yeah, you you did the the effort to bring in Emil Hamilton and to bring in Kellex, but you for some reason are using General Swanwick instead of General Lane. Dumb. But when it comes to the live action stuff, we're gonna backtrack to them in a few moments. Uh, we're gonna go into animated movies right now. This is a little bit easier to break down. Because a lot of them don't really need to be talked about all that much. But on the Superman side of things, we have All-Star Superman. Great Superman film. versus the Elite. That was sucked. Uh, Superman Brainiac Attacks. Superman Doomsday and Superman Unbound. For the animated Batman movies, there's a hell of a lot more. <clears throat> you say Superman Doomsday is Superman. I say that's not Superman on Batman. Batman's not in Superman Doomsday. He is. Now you're thinking of uh, Justice League Doom. You sure about that? That's the yeah. one with Supergirl, right? No, that's uh, Superman, Batman, Apocalypse. Ah, that's the one I'm thinking of. My bad. Yeah, that. there's a couple that are Superman and Batman. Superman, Batman, Apocalypse is one of them. Superman, Batman, Public Enemies is one. And Public Enemies is my favorite. Well, it's on my favorite list. There's, there's good stuff about that, definitely. That movie is one of the better ones. On the Batman side of things, Solo Batman is uh, Batman Mask of the Phantasm, which was a tie-in to the actual animated series, which was really dark, actually. Really good. Like, Joker kills people in that movie. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's true. And that was just like, shit, dude. And somebody gets beaten with bread. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They decided that they weren't going to do the Reaper character. They made her Phantasm, and I think Phantasm is actually so much cooler. I wish that they would put Phantasm in, like, the comics and stuff. Uh, we have Batman and Mr. Freeze Sub-Zero, which is kind of a shittier version of the Sub-Zero story that we know from um, the animated series, which was so great. I think they won an Emmy for that one, actually. Paul Dini's awesome. We have Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, which was Fucking very classic. odd. Uh, we have the Batman Unlimited movies, which I'm not a big fan of at all. It's Animal Instincts and Monster Mayhem and they're the type of thing where, like, if you have a little kid that's into Batman, put these movies on. They'll freaking love it <laughs> because it's just, like, Batman and Red Robin and The Flash and whatever. And they're all fighting, like, Killer Croc and it's all crazy and stuff. And there's, like, no story to it whatsoever. Yeah, it's definitely for children, yeah. Definitely. And there's, you know, there's value to those kind of things, too. Um, 
I like the more serious ones, though. I like this new kind of continuity that they're doing, like Batman versus Robin, Batman Bad Blood, that kind of stuff. Obama Bob looks so good. Mm, Son of Batman. That was another really good one. Even though they're not tied in together, they're, they've done a couple other ones that have been good, too, that are like in more serious animated ones. Probably my favorite out of the whole bunch is Batman Under the Red Hood. Oh, I like Red Hood just because um, Yesen Yackles is in it. Who's in it? Uh, Jensen Yackles. He plays um, Dean Winchester in um, Supernatural. <laughs> I just wanted to hear you say his name again. <laughs> Jensen Yackles. <laughs> I can't pronounce his fucking name. Fuck me. Like, dude, I'm British. <laughs> Uh, we've had Batman Year One, which is an adaptation of the Year One storyline, which is really dark. You know, we've got prostitute Selina Kyle in that one. We've got Gotham Knight, which was tied into the Nolan films, so Sean probably hated it. I yep. didn't really like it all that much, though, too, so I can't really defend it. <laughs> uh, we've got Assault on Arkham, which was kind of their way to do Suicide Squad ahead of time and see if people were interested in that. That's a little weird. Not as weird as the Batman versus Dracula, though. That was, oh, God. Um, we have uh, probably what people would consider the best out of the movies, but I disagree because I think it's overrated as hell, the story itself. Batman The Dark Knight Returns Part 1 and 2. What? <laughs> yeah, I will defend that to the end of my days. I think The Dark Knight Returns is an overrated story. How and it's is it overrated? It's so good. It's... In theory, it's really got a lot of really good ideas. And the ones, the parts that don't ruin it. Like, I hate Carrie Kelly. Hate her. Terrible Robin. Worst Robin ever. And the idea that, like, the little follow-up is even worse. Uh, But I don't like a Batman story that revolves around how everything's terrible and Batman is a complete jerk like i like jerk batman but i don't want it where superman and batman are fighting in you know batman uh dark knight returns and it's all just about how much of a bitter asshole batman is and how superman is like this puppet or whatever yeah he is you know and it like it, it serves its purpose it's a good story to tell eventually but i think what bugs me the most about the dark knight returns if you take inspiration from it and you do like what they did with uh, the Tim Burton movie where they were like, let's go darker. That's good. But why do we need to have now, this is going to be Batman v Superman, the second movie, live action movie that is drawing too much inspiration from Dark Knight Returns where they want to have an old Batman. Mm-hmm. Oh. I don't want old Batman. Because old Batman is fantastic, dude. Old Batman beats Superman. All right. With, well, granted, with help of Green Arrow. Even though he's one arm Green Arrow. Oh, it's fucking class. But I don't want, like, especially the beginning of this whole cinematic universe that they're doing, Batman should not be old. They, it bugs me to no end when he says, um, you know, even you've di- uh, gotten too old to die young. And it's like, dude, you, you're setting up a 10 film franchise or something like that. Batman should be the same age as Superman. And. He could have a little bit of miles on him. You know, he could be done doing this for the past 10 years, but not 20 years. It's like we went through uh, the whole thing with Iron Man. Iron Man's too old now. And now they're making it to where he's not going to show up in as many movies. I want Batman movies to happen like nonstop. And if you make him old Batman, it's always, always going to be about how old he is. Batman should be kicking ass, not 
putting on a knee brace or, you know, barely being able to fight Bane. Like, yeah, Dark Knight Rises, go suck a dick. Yeah. God damn it. Oh, that was fucking terrible. Also, Talia's death. Fuck you. That was terrible. But <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to the animated movies, have you seen any of these, Caroline? Yeah, I saw year one, and I love it. I love it. It's so gritty and dark and disgusting in a way. Um, what else? I have to like think because most of them I saw with their titles in Portuguese. <laughs> Don't translate well. <laughs> Do they call him Batman in Portuguese? It's or is Bat- he like El Guato or whatever? No, or it's Batman. It's Batman. But we uh, we say Batman. Batman? Yeah. No, 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 Batman. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> um, What's wait, Superman what? in Portuguese? Oh, that we translate. Superman? <laughs> no, it's Superome. Which means Superman. <laughs> we, just, we don't translate Batman, thank God, because that would be Omi Musego. Well, I guess we kind of do a little bit. It's normally like Batman, Omi Musego. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, any animated ones stand out to you as uh, the top of the top or bottom of the bottom or whatever? Uh, top of the top, I would say, is Superman Batman Public Enemies. That, that one thing. is very good. Although it doesn't stick to the comic book, because I got the comic book. I read that the other day. So, it doesn't translate well. I don't know if that was um, that's the Justice League 52 I'm thinking of. The new Justice League, Justice League War. That yeah, Justice League War is that the... That doesn't stick uh, to the comic books, because um, Aquaman is the original member, but they replaced Aquaman with... Uh, Sam. Cap- yeah, Captain Marvel. Whole different story for a different day. Fuck me. Got that. Stick character names. <laughs> uh, th- those two are pretty good. I like Justice League War on the, the other one. Uh, the Flash. Can you say The Flash is Justice League film? I, I, know, I didn't actually write down the, the Justice League ones. Yeah, I, I, like I wrote down just Batman and Superman ones. Right. Batman Public Enemies is pretty good. I like Bad Blood. I like, I like all three of those trilogies. The trilogy of that. Just because, you know, Nightwing took over as Batman. <laughs> Big Nightwing fan. I prefer, Night- I prefer Nightwing to Batman. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't um, go so far as to say that, but I, I'm i going to be pissed if we don't get Nightwing in these movies. The Batman Return of the Joker is one of my favorite films because I, I like Terry McGinnis as Batman. And I want a Terry McGinnis Batman film. Like live action. Just because I want to see the suit live action. Love that suit. So good. Also, the Batmobile as well. I want to see how that gets done. Uh, the worst one for me has to be the one where it's like four Batman films in one. Like there's four Batman, Batman stories. I can't think what it's called. It's weird. It's like it has four different art styles. Oh, that's the uh, the Gotham Knight one. Yeah, that's fucking terrible. The art is really odd. It's like anime. I, I, I really don't like the art style on it. and I find it hard to watch. Yeah, and then when he switched to a different art style, I was like, "What the fuck am I watching?" He fights like Deadshot, and uh, I think uh, Killer Croc's in one of them, isn't he? I I didn't watch it all. I turned it off. Hmm. That's that's the that's the worst. When I have to turn off a Batman film, that's when 
that's when you know you've got a bad problem. Batman Begins, for example, is a film <laughs> that I turned off halfway through. I actually walked out film. of the cinema. I actually walked out of the cinema for that. Really? I, I consider that the best one out of all of them. Uh, maybe Dark Knight beats it. Uh, after watching it again on DVD, I would say it's the best one out of the three. What, Batman uh, Begins or Dark Knight? Uh, Batman Begins. Hmm. Just because of the Scarecrow. If the Scarecrow wasn't there, then... <laughs> Terrible film. Well, let's start talking about movies that were supposed to be made, but they didn't end up actually being made. Uh, now let's go back around again to the Superman side of things. We have Superman Reborn, which, if you don't know the story behind Superman Reborn, and the one that followed it, Superman Lives, the first thing I got to say is I got to recommend two things for you to watch. One of them is uh, Kevin Smith's uh, what is it? An Evening with Kevin Smith where he talks about it at length and he goes through so many funny little anecdotes about it and stuff. And then there's The Death of Superman Lives What Happened, a documentary from John Schnepp that talks about the process and whatever, but essentially boiling it down to some of the basics and stuff. They decided that they were going to do a Superman movie and it was going to be about the Doomsday storyline, the death and the rebirth of Superman. And Kevin Smith had gotten to a point where he did clerks and, you know, he's starting to get into the movie business a little bit more and whatever. And they approached him and they said, do you want to write uh, Beetlejuice 2, Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian? <laughs> and he was just kind of like, no, like, but uh, you guys are doing the Superman movie and I'm interested in that. And he read it and said that it was a terrible script. And they kept bringing him into his into their offices to tell other executives, like, can you, you know, what did you think about the Superman script? And he kept going like, well, this was terrible and whatever. And eventually got to a point where they said, can you write one? So he started working on what became Superman Lives with Tim Burton and John Peters and all the other people that were involved in that. Uh, Nicolas Cage was supposed to be Superman. <laughs> Amazing. That I would watch. <laughs> After watching The Death of Superman Lives, what happened? And you could see, like, the test footage. I am so curious that I would totally want to see the movie, even oh. though I know it would be such a train wreck. Because <laughs> he oh, just man. looks ridiculous. Oh, and... I need to see that. One thing, though, I'm very sad that we didn't get. Courtney Cox would have been Lois Lane. And I think she would have been okay. perfect. Oh, Courtney Cox is Lois Lane. I could see, yeah. Nicholas Cage is Superman new. More than anybody who's ever been Lois Lane in the past, even Erica Durance from Smallville, who I loved as Lois Lane, Courtney Cox would have been the perfect Lois Lane. What year was the movie go going to be made? Uh, it was something like 90... I want to oh, say like... okay. So in the 90s, okay. Very early 90s, though. I think it was like 91, 92. Close okay. to that, or... 95 at like the very latest, I think, but, uh, it never ended up happening because they had so many issues. Like, uh, Kevin Smith talks about how John Peters was adamant that he, Superman shouldn't fly. Superman what? shouldn't wear a cape. What? Um, and he has to fight a giant spider <laughs> and he should fight polar bears or no, it was Brainiac should fight polar bears because, uh, there should be an action beat at this one point of the story where Superman is dead. <laughs> and he was like, well, can't Brainiac fight Superman's guards at the Fortress of Solitude? And he's like, well, he doesn't have guards. He's Superman. And it's like, I don't know. Then why doesn't he fight fucking polar bears? <laughs> it's Amazing. Like, 
this ridiculous kind of shit. But they shelved that project and they went into what ended up being called Superman Flyby, which was McGee, who he didn't end up working on that because he didn't want to travel. Brett Ratner was going to work on that, which, funny enough, this is how the Brett Ratner story goes. And this is something that kind of makes you think, if this would have been a different plan, maybe this would have been better. But uh, Brian Singer does X-Men 1 and X-Men 2. And he leaves to go do Superman Returns. And the guy who replaces him for X-Men 3 is Brett Ratner. Now, Brett Ratner was going to do Superman Flyby and got replaced by Brian Singer. So they basically switched movies. And X-Men 3 sucked and Superman Returns sucked. So it was like, maybe if Brett Ratner would have done Superman Flyby and X-Men 3 would have been done by Brian Singer, we would have gotten a third good X-Men movie and maybe even a good Superman Flyby. Or at the very least, just a bad Superman Flyby. But <laughs> that story was a little odd, too. It was like... um Lex Luthor was a little bit closer to his normal character, though, even though he was a CIA agent, oddly enough. But we were going to get Robert Downey Jr. was going to be Lex Luthor. That, to me, sounds kind of cool. The actors who were going to play Superman, uh, potentially, were, uh, you know, your mileage may vary on whether or not they would have been any good, but Josh Hartnett, Paul Walker, Brendan Fraser... Or Ashton Kutcher. Oh, wow. Oh, God. Ashton Kutcher. I'm going to tear my eyes out. You know what, though? I can kind of see why they were interested in all four of these guys. I would no, None of them would have been great. But uh, I, I can kind of see why they were thinking about them at the time. And I don't remember who, offhand who was supposed to be Lois Lane, but she wasn't anybody that stood out to me. I think it might have been Scarlett Johansson, actually. But she wouldn't have been a good Lois. Um, then we tried to do the Superman Returns sequel, which they were going to do Brainiac, but they decided not to, and that took us into Man of Steel. The Batman movies that were never made, this gets even crazier. The first movie before Batman 89 with Tim Burton, we were going to get the Batman, and David Bowie was going to be the Joker. <sighs> but Batman was going to be Bill Murray. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Isn't Bill Murray like a short ass? Uh, probably. But Michael Keaton's short too. But I can't imagine Bill Murray being Batman. <laughs> like, that's just that's taking the Adam West thing to an even weirder level, I think. Because David Bowie is Joker, I can kind of see, but Bill Murray, um, you don't go Groundhog Day to Batman. Then again, it's weird that you go Mr. Mom or something like that, but, you know. Uh, when we, they had their whole issues with the Batman Returns script, and then they were going to do Batman Forever, uh, originally in Batman Returns, we were going to get ba- uh, Robin was going to show up in that, and it was going to be Damon Wayans. So when Batman Forever was going to happen around, that was going to be where they were going to introduce Damon Wayans. And Tim Burton was going to do it, and it was going to be calling back to the Batman 89. We were going to have Two-Face, and, you know, similar to what we ended up getting, but we got the the Schumacher stuff, and Schumacher tanked the series, but they were going to do another movie, which was Batman Unchained, or Batman Triumphant, 
there's sort of like conflicting reports about what the title was originally, but that story following that was going to be either Madonna or Courtney Love was going to be Harley Quinn. And okay. she was going to be Joker's daughter instead of mm. love interest. No. And Scarecrow was going to be in it. Guess who was going to play Scarecrow? Mm. Is it somebody we would expect? Or is it somebody that is completely uh, out there? I don't know. Oh, I don't know that. I can't. Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Their basic idea for this movie was going to be that Nicolas Cage, as Scarecrow, uses his fear toxin and makes Batman hallucinate all the other villains. So uh, Michelle Pfeiffer would have shown up for a cameo. Danny DeVito would have been his version of the Penguin. Uh, Jack Nicholson would have popped up as the Joker again. Like, everybody would have came back. And Courtney Love or Madonna would have been Harley Quinn, and that would have been just like, what? Um, I could see that, though. They decided, obviously, that this was a horrible idea. (laughs) But they had a slew of other bad ideas to follow it. In 2000, they were going to do Batman. I don't know how they expected people to pronounce this. I'm assuming Dark Knight. But it was uh, spelled D-A-R-K-N-I-G-H-T. So, Dark Knight? Dark Knight? Like, it's just an odd choice that they would do it like that. But... You know, they were trying to be like, oh, it's 2000. We'll be all cool with that. What? Spell it again? It's, uh, if you were to do Dark Knight as one word without one of the Ks. Yeah, that's, so how, that's, how, that's how you spell Knight in the UK, dude. It's N-I-G-H-T. Instead of the K-N-I-G-H-T? That like would be, that would be Knight as in, um... Yeah, like, like the N-I- Dark Knight. Knight. Knight of Armor. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they had, it was D-A-R capital K-N-I-G-H-T. So it's Dark Knight. But it's supposed to be Dark Knight. It was just supposed to be like, you know, the whole like Gen X kind of stuff. But that was going to be Man Bat and Scarecrow. I'm where that would be pretty cool. Man Bat needs to be in a movie eventually, but this movie wouldn't have worked. It was going to be that Dick Grayson was in college and his college professor was Scarecrow and it was... uh working on a toxin and man bat somehow just happens from the toxin. And they were going to, one of the test patients was going to be Harley Quinn and it was going to build towards that and whatever, but just would have been a weird thing. This is cool as fuck. Then they had this idea that they were going to do Batman year one, which eventually they did the animated series, but they had an idea that they were going to do like a darker version, you know, which eventually turned into their idea for the whole Batman begins and stuff. But a different version of it was Darren Aronofsky was going to do one. And this one is perhaps even worse of an idea than the uh, Superman lives thing. It was uh, Bruce rejects his inheritance, lives on the street as a bum. And the Batmobile is like a souped up Lincoln. Uh, Selena is just a hooker. Alfred isn't Alfred. He's Al dude that works on cars okay this is weird yeah (laughs) and apparently they got to a point where they were looking at the script and they were like can you please like try to be closer to the source material and he kind of went like oh i don't don't do shit (laughs) it's like 
that's the type of story that that would be really cool for like an offshoot comic, but not a live action movie. And I think a lot of people have an issue when they come to the, these type of movies where they start looking at them as like, wouldn't it be interesting if this, mm-hmm. instead of going, how do we be close to the characters? And uh, that's actually something that actually, you know what, before I bring up the topic, I'm going to bounce around to that. I just want to throw out there for Sean. So, so he's like going to go, what? I almost saw this. They were going to do a Batman Beyond movie in 2002. Yeah. I'm going to fucking laugh. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but they decided not to do that. They what? they did the the Batman Returns, uh, Batman Begins thing stuff instead. Yeah, I'm a fucking giraffe. <laughs> Give me Terry McGinnis, you assholes. There was a potential. Fed up with Bruce Wayne. But this idea of you do something that's different for the sake of being different versus you do something that's faithful to the comics. What do you think about that, Caroline? Do you think they should go with more like? How I said before, like one of my issues with Man of Steel is the whole, well, Jonathan Kent's not the real Jonathan Kent. That's, you know, that's BS. Or if you have like Harley Quinn, it's the Joker's daughter. And it's like, well, why is she Joker's daughter? Shouldn't she just be Joker's love interest? Or you think that um, they should lean more one way or the other? Yeah, I mean, personally, I think that they should stick closer to the comics as possible, especially somebody like Batman and um, the Batman villains. Like, I had such issues with being not being Mexican. <laughs> you can't even, like, start talking about it. But, um, I mean, it's Batman. Like, every, like, people grew up with him. And he's been for so many changes already in the comics, as it is that I don't think we need to explore any crazy changes that makes no that make no sense in movies especially because the people that make these movies chances are are not really batman fans they're just doing it for the money anyways like I, I guarantee that the producers like have no fucking idea of anything in the batman universe as it is they just want to make something that would look cool uh mm. or that the kids will appreciate but like all that neon in the Schumacher movie. <laughs> yeah, like the neon or even with Suicide Squad, like the way the Joker is, like and 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 Harley like hot top versions of themselves. Just because <laughs> like that's what I guess they think kids are into. Um Those tattoos piss me off. Uh, Harley <sighs> Harley Quinn is sexy as fuck. I don't know what you're on about. She'd be a lot better off without those tattoos. She would be better if she looked more like Harley Quinn and not so much like the Barbie version of Harley Quinn. Or some trashy slut at a uh, cosplay convention thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to, to be fair, that's Harley Quinn nowadays. Have you not seen her in the video games? Arkham um, City, Harley uh, Quinn. She still so looks better. pretty dark and not like she's wearing baby clothes. She was wearing a nurse's outfit. So Hello, nurse. Yeah, I know, right? Sexy as fuck. I'm not saying that Harley shouldn't be sexy. I'm saying that Harley should shouldn't be like the Harley in Suicide Squad. Yeah. Because that makes no sense. That and awesome. I really guarantee you that they only put those clothes because they want to come up with the Harley Quinn uh, line and hot topic. And all the girls are going to be wearing that stupid t-shirt. Daddy's little monster. It's like, ugh. I like the short shorts. Does that count? Anyway... <laughs> um what was i saying yeah so i would say stick to the comics you know do it for the fans like don't just sell out and try to do something that makes no sense and that could be laughable sean what's your idea when it comes to this is there anything that stands out to you as something that's like 
really against the comics that pisses you off or like anything along those lines? Oh, there's lots of stuff that pisses me off about these fucking films that don't stick to the comic books, but as long as they stick to some sort of source material, I'm okay with it. Like, you know, Krypton blowing up, that's the main factor. You're going to have that. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that, then, you know, but then I'm not going to be interested. Batman has to be Batman. None of this homeless guy living on the street thing. Yeah. All right, Batman is a billionaire. Stick to the source material. Although, I would like to see a Red Sun Superman live-action film. That would be pretty cool. I think that's going to be an animated one. They're going to do that eventually. They got to do that eventually. It's one of the better storylines. You know, I want to see what what Superman would be like if he grew up in Russia. Mm. Be fucking class. But, you know, I'm giving you my Batman Beyond film. (laughs) See, one of the things that bugs me about these movies is when they take a character that could be a character from the comics and they decide not to do that. Like, um, I'll give credit to Batman Begins. They had uh, just a courtroom scene where Scarecrow, or well, he's not Scarecrow at that point, really. Dr. Crane is talking about how there's a criminal who should be locked up in Arkham because he's insane. And instead of making it like... I don't know, like Two Finger Joe or something weird like that. Mm-hmm. It was Victor Zaz. And I was just like, fuck yes, that's Victor Zaz. That's awesome. Or I mentioned uh, Keelix showing up in Man of Steel. It was just like, dude, they've got Keelix in this. It's a freaking sweet. But why is any Brainiac too? Like that kind of thing. So when they take these movies and they take a character that could be something from the comics and they do their quote unquote their own spin on it. That bugs me if it's not better. Like, I'm okay with nowadays the Heath Ledger Joker where he doesn't have the perma white kind of thing going on. Because he was still, he, he had the white skin, even though it was makeup, and he had the scars, so he was still permanently grinning in some way. And they didn't talk about his origin, but I'm cool with that. You can fill it in your own blank. And he was the Joker. But when you do Two-Face, and he's nothing like Two-Face, except for flipping the coin and having two faces, uh, that's the stuff where it's like, well, why didn't you just do Joker again? You know? See, I got an issue when it comes to the skin color of these characters. Like, not to be racist, but if you're white in the comic books, you're white in the live action. That's it. That's all I'm going to say on the topic. It should be Parry White, not Parry Black. (laughs) <laughs> All right, Jimmy Olsen again in Supergirl should be white. See, I'm okay with a little bit of changes here and there. Like, I I like Lawrence Fishburne as Perry, and if they were to make eventually, um, when they were not eventually, when they were trying to figure out some different people to play Jimmy Olsen and some of the other movies that got shelved, Chris Rock was going to play Jimmy Olsen at one point. Oh God, no! And Will Smith was in talks to play Superman. No, 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 no. Now, I will say, if Will Smith would have been Superman, that would have bucked me. But if Chris Rock would have been Jimmy Olsen in a different movie, I might not have been so upset about it. And as much as I like Dick Grayson, somebody's going to edit this out and just take the Grayson part out of that. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't be as opposed if they had changed the race of that character or something. There's some things that you can do here and there i agree yeah but 
I know that people were talking before. They're like, Denzel Washington would be a great Batman. And it's like, mm, yeah, I love Denzel. I he, love Denzel, but yeah. no. <laughs> now Denzel, when they did that, um, I'm blanking on his name. Who's he? Uh, Billy D. Williams. When they had him as Two-Face, I was just like, uh, that's kind of cool. I'm I'm down for Harvey Dent not having to be a white guy. I'm down for Eartha Kitt playing uh, Selena Kyle. Mm-hmm. Or if they had, say, uh, Lex Luthor. You know, Lex Luthor could be a black guy or a Hispanic guy or whatever. Make him Asian. That's like, yeah. say, that's like saying I'm a Caucasian Amanda Waller. It's just not going to happen. Amanda Waller, no. I feel like the color of the skin of the characters are, you know, it, it's not, I, I agree with Tony. Like, it's not something that would bother me. I don't think that would really affect their characters in a sense. I feel like the problem is when you start making changes to the character's personality or uh, the way the character plays up on screen, that's when yeah. I think that that's going to be an issue. So but would you be... Sorry, carry on. No, it's okay. Um, but if you're just, like, making a white character black, like, that's okay. As long as it's a good actor and it makes sense. Like, I'm sorry, Will Smith will not make sense as Superman. But if it's uh, somebody like... Oh, who, like, would be a good Superman. Like, that's even hard to say. Like, I don't think that Superman will be easily replaced by any other artisanity, but that's not a problem. Like, if they were to do Mr. Freeze and he was an Asian guy, as long as he's a bald man named Victor Freeze, or Victor Fries, if you want to say that from the the Gotham show, or Victor Shivel, for that matter, if he's a bald dude that is trying to save his wife, Nora, and she's frozen because she has some kind of an ailment. If you call it McGregor syndrome or you call it syndrome X or whatever you want to, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. And he's got the suit and he doesn't just go like, I'll oh, chill out the whole fucking time. <laughs> then you know what? He doesn't need to be a white guy. It could be, yeah. uh, it'd be a little bit weird if he was an Asian woman or if he was uh, uh, paraplegic or right. <laughs> you know, right. you know. Would you be cool, right? In if, theoretically, cool. right? If <laughs> if John Stewart was a white guy, I would. It would bug me more that John Stewart was in the movie instead of Hal. Knock like, uh, like I want Hal Jordan to be my Green Lantern, and then I would want john stewart and then i'd want kyle rayner and then at that point if you're not using any of those three and you're really serious about putting guy gardner out there then you have no idea what you're doing uh, go you fuck yourself if, if you're gonna make guy gardner just fuck yeah him, you know, or fuck. simon or Ugh. jade or any of those or alan scott fuck you don't put alan scott in the movie but um it, there's like a, a difference when it comes to certain things like yeah. if you change something up like i actually wouldn't even mind all that much if they were to make instead of jimmy olsen if they would have made jimmy olsen the jenny olsen character if they would have made that character worth a damn like jenny jerwich in this movie she shows up to replace jimmy olsen doesn't accomplish anything and doesn't even die it was like she could have been killed and it would have meant like something to the story right and they could have left up room for Jimmy Olsen. And now there's rumors, and you know, a week from now we're going to be able to know whether or not this is true. But one of the biggest rumors about Batman v Superman is that uh, Scoot McNary is Jimmy Olsen, 
and that he lost his legs in the attack, the Battle of Metropolis or whatever oh, they're calling God, that. No. Which to me, there's a th- couple of things that bug me about that. It's why is Jimmy Olsen older than Superman? I think. Second, why did he lose his legs? And third, why is he not a photographer? <laughs> <laughs> then it's not Jimmy Olsen. Then it's you should just be fucking I don't know some random guy. And if he's just some random guy, then why are you throwing him in the story anyway? But that's the type of stuff that bugs me more. And if they take something from the comics and they, they do a little twist on it, I'm open to twists, you know, but I don't like, yeah, it has to be something that makes sense. And if you look at Batman 89 from Tim Burton, Joker killing Bruce's parents, not into it. Should be Joe chill or Superman, uh, the quest for peace using the whole nuclear man when you've got so many other people that you'd use or um, the Superman returns, you introduce his kid. That's a little weird. Batman and Robin, you've got mute Bane. Is there anybody actually you were saying before about uh, bugs you that Bane wasn't Mexican. Is there anybody that you think could have been a good Bane who is Mexican? Rey Mysterio. (laughs) Total opposite of Bane. I feel like you would have to be like a legit like Mexican actor like from Mexico not just like Mexican American um and like Bale man I don't know who but definitely not and I, I he uh, Tom Hardy played him right yeah yeah <sighs> I love he played Tom him Hardy, as a but... dying old grandfather yeah like what the hell <laughs> Uh, let's uh, transition to a different set of topics here. We're talking about different characterization from the comics and stuff like that, but let's just boil it down to the movies themselves. Uh, Sean, you mentioned these two things before, and I was like, I know I got to go back to this at some point, but if you take something, you do your own spin on things. One of those is the idea of the suits. And we've gotten the Superman one Richard Donner thing. That is textbook the superman suit but if you look at it now it looks kind of like pajamas yeah long johns you know and the superman returns one is a little bit more realistic but it's still kind of odd that he's got the the red shorts about him it's crap man of steel they changed that around they they got rid of the shorts and whatever but it's missing a little bit of color a lot of people are saying superman we'll focus on him what's the best suit What's the problems with the ones they've got? Um, for me, the best suit is the new 52 Superman suit with the collar. I don't know why everybody hates on the neck collar. I think that's the best looking suit. It's the best blue out of a lot of them, like color-wise. I'm trying to think because I haven't read my Superman 52 in a while. So I'm just pulling up an image. And it's that the- is the one with the collar. Yeah, that's the one with the collar and it's the red belt. The one with the red belt. I think that should be the Superman suit for these new Men of Steel trilogy going forward. And that's what it's close to the Man of Steel one. It just needs more of that pop in red because there wasn't enough red on the belt of the Man of Steel. No gold at all. It looked, I don't know, Man of Steel's suit just looked bare. Hmm. 
to me. Well, like, what's funny is like the Superman suit from the Christopher Reeve era looks like pajamas, but the Man of Steel suit technically kind of is. Like the way that they use that in the movie, it's Under Armour. Yeah, it's Kevlar. Well, it well, it's like, like they put the the actual armor over that, and it's like so they went from him looking like he's wearing underwear to him legitimately wearing kryptonite, uh, kryptonite, uh, Krypton's version of underwear. Another thing I didn't like about about it as well, they they said the S stands for hope. Hmm. Give me a fucking break. Stands for the House of L. Yep. <laughs> that series is so obsessed with L's. It's ridiculous. Lois Lane, Lana Lang, Lex Luthor. Uh, Caroline, your thoughts on the Superman outfits that we've had? Should they keep the red trunks, or no. is that ridiculous? <laughs> I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, granted, red is not my favorite color, so I'm a little biased. Uh, I just think it looks too much like... Whenever I look at the, those red trunks, I just imagine like little boys running around with their <laughs> like Superman suits, which is cute. But it's not intimidating. It's not powerful. It's not what Superman should be. I tell you what the Superman suit is missing. Is um you know on the adventures of Lois and Clark? The Dean Kane? Dean Kane Super yeah, Dean Dean Kane Superman suit. He had the S on the back of the cape. That's true, they don't have that. Hmm. I I don't it's, I think it's the only Superman suit that actually has the S on the back of the cape. Which is um the golden S. I love that S. Put it on the fucking back of the cape. God damn it. I think the reason why they did that is because the uh, the cape is CGI. And that would be a lot harder. Rather than just one color. Yeah, I suppose. Now, the Batman side of things, we've had all sorts of different types of suits. We had the uh, the underwear kind of version with mm-hmm. Adam West. We had the... And the eyebrows. Oh, yeah, God, the eyebrows. <laughs> Best part of the suit. We've got the Michael Keaton rubber version where... One of the biggest issues with Batman, it took him until the the Dark Knight to actually do this to where he could turn his head. Yeah, because he had to turn his entire body, right? Yeah, ridiculous that they didn't do that. But Batman Returns gets a slight upgrade. Not too much of a difference between that and the 1989 Batman. Batman Forever, though. <laughs> That's when we start getting into he's you know wearing specific suits for different things. Batman and Robin takes it to a whole new level where he's got just the like the ice suit kind of thing. We got the bat nipples, we got the bat <laughs> butt shots and whatever. Uh, <clears throat> Batman begin t- begins takes it into more of like the the Kevlar armor kind of side of things. Dark Knight takes it a step even further where he can turn his head. He got the bicycle helmet kind of thing, and the the suit's, like, functional. They actually talk about, like, uh, he's got the, the gloves that can manipulate the cape. And I got to say, out of all these, that the Dark Knight suit is my favorite look. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they actually explained everything about me begins to me is just like, finally. Yeah. But what do you think about that, Caroline? Any favorites or least favorites or whatever? Should they have brought back the... The gray suit with the purple and blue gloves and stuff. They need eyebrows. Everybody needs eyebrows. Like those <laughs> eyebrows, I even as a child watching that TV show, it was the most complexing thing for me because I always thought like, oh, you know, Batman, he, you know, his suit is probably like 
I don't know, it protects him from bullets or whatnot. But like, what? The eyebrows. <laughs> They're white or light gray. I love them. They're great. Uh, but I agree with you. I think that the Dark Knight suit is quite possibly the best one. It's definitely the most badass looking one. Um, and no, they don't need to bring any of the purplish suit <laughs> and the trunks and the bright yellow belt. <laughs> With the giant pockets to it. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Sean, any favorites or least favorites? Um, are we talking movies or comic books? Just or the movies themselves, because comics are they're all over the place. Uh, I would say Batman Begins. Um, as much as I hate that trilogy, Batman Begins for me uh, is the best looking suit. So now the Batman Begins ones and the one that we're getting for Batman v Superman, they don't have the actual eyebrows, but they do have a scowl going. They do. That's true. They have the furled cow well, kind know, of thing. Gotta, gotta be happy with that. Yeah, that's as close as you're gonna get <laughs> to the eyebrows. <laughs> but we do have a lot of people are saying that this is the best incarnation of the suit because we have the the gray kind of fabricy looking sort of suit, and we have the armored suit. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting. And it looks like they've tweaked a little bit of the Superman suit too. But that kind of takes us into another thing like that. If they're gonna mess around with the suits. Gotta talk Batmobiles, right? And Aw, yeah. We got the Tumblr from the no, no, the Nolan ones. We've Fuck got that car. the uh, one from the Tim Burton one. And then we got crazy sorts of designs for Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. We got a normal car with a bubble on it for the Adam West one. Fast one. Hello. And now we're getting kind of this weird sort of, it doesn't even look like a car necessarily version for Batman v Superman, but. I'm loving that one so far. It looks like that's going to end up being my favorite. I don't know. When I was watching this documentary before jumping on, they showed that that car up close. It's got all scrapes and dents and shit. Mm-hmm. And it looks so good. It it looks like it's worn and teared and shit. Like it's been through some shit. And um, they said they based it on the uh, the first Batman film. But that Tim Burton one or the Tim Burton one, yeah. The 1989 one. Hmm. They based it on that, and then they just slapped a shit ton of armor on it. <laughs> See, it looks more like the Tumblr to me. Oh, no, nah, man. The Tumblr's not a car. The Tumblr's a fucking tank. Makes sense, though. Nah, fuck off. Climb up <laughs> fucking walls. Give me a so passionate wall. about cars. I can't even, like, barely tell the difference between one and the other. So I'll you just can't... stick with Autumn West ones. Uh, if you saw these side by side, you'd be able to tell the difference. Mm-hmm. Outside of the fact that Batman... Is it Batman Forever or Batman and Robin where it goes up the wall? Forever. Uh, forever, I think. So it's like Batman Forever goes up the wall, then you get to Batman and he's flying on rooftops. <laughs> uh, Superman doesn't have a car, thank God. They didn't do that in any of these movies, so we can't talk <laughs> about that. If they ever do a Superman movie and they give him a goddamn car, it's going to be ridiculous. But... Uh, Clark can't like uses the subway, right? He, I don't even think he drives. He takes, he should. He takes cabs. He, the he takes cabs. Yeah, that's gotta be so boring if you're like Superman or the Flash or whatever, and you gotta pretend like that. You're just kind of like, come on. <laughs> I think I actually come up in conversation on one of the comic books like, of how they gotta like uh, wait. Yeah, and Superman just says if he finds it peaceful. Hmm. 
I can of see that. Of course he does. <laughs> <laughs> Judgmental while Superman taking his downtime. <laughs> yes. You know what? Actually, that brings up a topic that I didn't think about here, but something that we haven't seen yet in Man of Steel, and I don't think we're going to be seeing it in the future, is the idea that he goes into some kind of like a telephone booth and changes because we don't have telephone booths anymore. That's just gone. Yeah. He does it in the John. Well, we had in um, Superman. (laughs) Superman Returns, he does it in the elevator. So they might do something like that, but we didn't get any of that in Man of Steel. In Man of Steel, it was just kind of like, I'm sad. (laughs) Uh, Actors that have played these characters, we've got George Reeves, Christopher Reeve, Brandon Routh, Henry Cavill, they are are, uh, Supermans from, like, the main movies, not the serials. We're not going to count that crap. And as far as Batman goes, we've got, of course, Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, Christian Bale, Adam West. Any favorites? Well, I've got a top three for Batman and Superman, which, um, again, is Kevin Conroy, number one. Well, yeah, if you want to count the animated stuff. We're counting the animated stuff, all right. I'm taking over now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't have written down all the people that have played all the animated ones. Uh, I know Tim Daly, George Newbern for Superman. Number two. Uh, Mark Harmon was Superman once. Number two, correctly. I got Michael Keaton because he was my Batman for a long time. And then uh, number three is Will Friedel who played uh, Terry McGuinness. That's true. And again, Terry McGuinness being my favorite Batman has to be in it. Uh, Superman, Dean Cain, Christopher Reeves, Tim Daly. And then for Lex Luthor, I got Michael Rosenbaum, Clancy Brown, and John Shea. Still nervous as fuck about this Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg is my yeah. worst. There you go. Worst Superman, Brandon Roth. Worst Batman is the Welsh cunt. That is Christ- Christian Bale. The worst Batman, Christian Bale, huh? Yeah, it's the sad thing. He's Welsh as well. Even worse than, like, Val Kilmer or George Clooney or yep. whatever? Yep. I would take Val Kilmer any day. Hmm. I fucking hate Christian Bale. I just, I just, he's just the biggest douche on the fucking planet. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Caroline, what do you think about the the different actors of these two? Um, I think, well, for, for, for Superman, uh, I think that I've only seen Christopher Reeves, really. <laughs> um, and what was the newest guy? He's hot. Henry Cavill? Yeah, he's he's really good looking. Uh, so I like those two. And for Batman, I like Michael Keaton a lot. Um, I don't know if I if I like. Uh, I just want to call him Bateman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Patrick well, Batman. No, yeah, Patrick Bateman. <laughs> Patrick Batman. I don't or Patrick have... Batchman. Batch- <laughs> Bajma. <laughs> Bajma. <Yeah. laughs> because just because of American Psycho, like that's all I think about uh, whenever he's he's on a movie. Um, and it's kind of like a Bruce Wayne's kind of close to that character, anyways, in a way, because they're both like super rich and douchey. Um, the big difference is one of them goes, "I just had to kill a lot of people," and the other one goes, "I just can't kill anybody." Right. Exactly. <laughs> Very important. Um, and one really has a lot of flair for 80s music, and the other one I'm not really sure. And the other one's Patrick Bateman. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yes. Um, so I don't know. I would say maybe those two are my top two. See, I would rank, out of all these, Bale's the best Batman outside of Kevin Conroy. Uh, Is it because of the least, My least favorite Batman is easily Adam West. Just, oh, come on. Just no. Adam just no. West is great. She has the eyebrows. Pure West. <laughs> as far as Superman goes, I... I don't know. It's I go back and forth 50-50. I think that Brandon Routh was actually really good, but he was just given shit to work with. And I really like Henry Cavill, but he doesn't pull off the softer side of the character as much. It's because he's so, British. Like, if I could have Brandon Routh as, like, the the version of the character that's, like, the, the nice guy and Henry Cavill as, like, the, the badass version, then that that's the, the good mix of the two. Funny bit of trivia, though. Let's see if anybody gets this one. Somebody has played both Batman and Superman in a movie before. Huh. Anybody have an idea who that is? Hmm. And it wasn't like some like SNL movie or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> is it an animated film? Nope. Although, another funny bit of trivia. Batman in Batman Year One is the guy who plays Jim Gordon. In Gotham. Oh. So he went from the guy who's hunting Batman to the uh, yeah, Batman himself. But now there's there's been an actor who's played Batman in a movie and has played Superman in a different movie. Okay, who is it? I don't know, Tony. This isn't the Ask Him. <laughs> ben Affleck. He was, uh, he was George Reeves in uh, Hollywoodland. Was a movie about George Reeves. So oh. he played the actor who played Superman and is in the Superman outfit, like in the movie, because he's pretending to be George Reeves, who's pretending to be Superman. So a little weird that he's Daredevil, then he's Superman, and then he's Batman. <laughs> and who knows if he's going to be any good at being Batman? I don't know. We still got a couple. Oh, days I got a lot of faith. I think he'll do great, or at least let me put it this way: I think he'll do as good if he as he possibly can with the material that they give him to work with. And if there's any issues with the movie, it'll be Zack Snyder, yeah. fucking Snyder. But we have two, or actually three, more topics to talk about, so I'm just gonna brush this along here. The scores from the different movies. We were talking about this before a little bit. Iconic soundtracks we got the superman john williams theme the whole bump it bump it bump 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 you know i don't need to sing it all everybody knows it by now we've got the danny elfman batman and then eventually the schumacher version of that is he didn't make it schumacher's not composing the music but that one itself is actually pretty good that whole bump 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 yeah you know uh, Caroline, you actually brought up the music about it. Mm-hmm. Anything that stands out to you of either of those kind of, uh, or actually even the other ones we didn't talk about too? Well, those were actually my favorites. Um, the two Batman ones? Yeah. I mean, yeah, the Superman's okay. <laughs> <laughs> How could you, all right, I can, I can buy into not being into the Superman character all that much, oh, but you song. have to admit that theme song is epic. It's okay. I mean, I don't think it's that epic. I'm sorry. I can't listen to that without getting goosebumps. 
Oh, come on. <laughs> it's like you know such a happy, triumphant cupcakes, song. Not the Superman soundtrack. Give me cupcakes. <laughs> um, what was I going to say about Batman? They're both like real. Like I like them a lot for different reasons. I feel like the 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 Danny Elfman one is very classic. It's what I think about when I think of Batman right away. But the Schumacher's one, it's it's kind of it's darker in a way, which is funny because the movie's not like at all. It's the loudest, brightest piece of shit ever. Um, but I like them. Like they they gave me like the like oh yeah Batman. I almost said in Portuguese. See, you're confusing <laughs> me. <laughs> they give me well, they give me goosebumps. No, not really, but they're awesome. We had, uh, you know, speaking of odd things that end up happening, who takes over for the Schumacher stuff to do the music for Batman? Hans Zimmer. Who does the next Batman? Hans Zimmer. <laughs> Both of those are pretty much just like these low-key things, like, I love the Batman Begins soundtrack stuff, but I will admit it's hard to kind of like remember how it goes. Uh-huh. And the Man of Steel stuff, great to listen to, just the same kind of thing. But, you know, I can sit there and just, I, I know, Sean at the very least, if I went, ba 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 da da, you know, right, right away. Then you're going to go, ba 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 da da da. But if I go, exactly. Or if you follow the uh, Golden Tusk, I think is the guy's name, who gave lyrics to it, which are amazing. It's like, and my love for Miss Lois Lane is a love oh, that I, love I can't that guy. contain. He's great. So fantastic. His Batman was not that great, but... Uh, they killed my parents. <laughs> yeah. I'm the Batman. <laughs> I am the Batman now. But the sad part about the Man of Steel thing is, now if I were to hum the, the John Williams version, you can pick up where I left off. If I go... Bum bum, bum bum. Yeah, that's like all you gonna do for the man's deal. It's so depressing. You just want to slit your wrists, right? It is for a Superman theme. It's very sad. Like, uh, I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan of that. But what do you think about the the music in these films, Sean? Uh, Superman, I like uh, the the original Superman score is fantastic by John Williams. Uh, Hans Zimmer Superman can go suck a dick can just go fuck itself and I don't want to ever hear it again. We'll hear it in a few days. <laughs> I I'm hope I'm hoping they're gonna bring back John Williams. Nah, they'll never do that. Just 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 give me just do like what they did before Robocop. Just give me like the first like ten seconds of it. Bum, 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 bum. And then I'll be fine. <laughs> I'll be I'll be okay with it. Like just merge it into the hands of one, you know? And I'll be okay with it. Uh, the Bat- two Batman ones, I prefer the the original Batman theme to the second theme. The Danny Elfman one, or are you talking about? No, 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 the other one. The the ninety eight, no, ninety eight, eighty nine, eighty nine. Batman theme is so much better. That's than the, the dyslexic version of Batman. Nineteen ninety eight one. <laughs> <laughs> well, back when Nicholas Cage was supposed to play, yeah, I totally agree. That's when he's Man Bat. Oh, that's when Spider Man shows up, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so we we can't talk about music without talking about the stuff that's not the main themes. We got to talk about Prince. Freaking uh, Tim Burton's Batman has Prince on the soundtrack. 
We gotta talk about Gotham City. City of justice. City of love. <laughs> we got, uh, you know, as many weird things as you can get with um, the first Superman movies. Got the whole flight scene. We've got, uh, like, the Batman and Robin stuff. I don't even remember what music plays in a lot of that, but I, I remember one of them. I remember it's Forever a Robin. One of them's got one of my favorite songs, actually, from U2, the Hold Me, Throw Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me. Very good song for that. Soundtrack-wise, Batman's got the edge on Superman, I gotta say, even though they've got Prince. They got him. I don't even remember how the... I've seen the Batman... 89 movie dozens of times can't tell you any lyrics of any of the prince songs yeah i can't either even the parade one it's just like he says something like some word it's driving me nuts that i don't know what it is like trust or something like that it's just like trust <laughs> it's like, uh uh what do you guys think that the future of the the music when it comes to Batman and Superman is should they stick a, like from the classic kind of you give it some kind of a march like the the Batman Danny Elfman theme and the Superman march and whatever or is it okay to play it around a little bit by bringing in something like Prince or R. Kelly or <laughs> any of those things well kiss from a rose dude kiss from a rose can't forget about kiss oh from a rose oh my god I love that enough, song enough said Batman <laughs> forever right Yes. Yeah. God, so good. Damn I it. think that it's okay to play around with it a little bit, as long as it makes sense. Like, don't go putting Lady Gaga to do a soundtrack for Batman. Like, that would be terrible. Oh, Jared Leto's probably going to listen to that in Suicide Squad. <laughs> no, it's going to be Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen, dude. <laughs> That's true. They did uh, incorporate yeah. that. But I kind of like that. I'm not going to lie. That's a great trailer. <laughs> Well, First one's better. Yeah. It won't be round. Hmm. Uh, last topic that I had written down here. Best moments. Just, we got so many movies, animated, live action, all that stuff. Different things that stand out to you of just like, you know, wow, that's that's totally a Superman moment. Or, no, that's fucking, that's the goddamn Batman right there. I want to bring one up that I was you know racking my brains trying to think of stuff i forget a lot about the stuff from the animated side of things because it's like they're all really like good interpretations of the characters normally but one thing in one of these movies stood out to me excuse me as like a good moment that i've always wanted to see and i finally got to see it and i'll admit i almost teared up when i saw it (laughs) which is really sad it's the Dark Knight Rises when Batman says who he is and tells Jim Gordon. I was just like, finally! <laughs> I don't want Jim Gordon to know who Batman is the whole time that we're going through a whole series, but like, that's something that they always avoid doing. And that he just said, like, you know, it doesn't matter who I am. It could be, I could be anybody, even uh, a kid who, you know, you put the, I don't remember the line off the top of my head. Um, the whole thing about putting the code over him and Jim Gordon just goes up Bruce Wayne. And I was just kind of like goosebump city. Just like, that's That's gotta be my top moment out of every single Batman movie, every single Superman movie. Just 
it tops when all the whole I'm Batman, all those things were another one of my favorite moments. The swear to me, it's like, you're the shit, dude. You're fucking awesome. A lot of Batman Begins kind of things I like on this. Um, but Sean, any favorite moments, Superman or Batman that stand out to you? The death of Jonathan Kent from Superman 1. So much better than the one from Man and Steel. Mm-hmm. And he has nothing. He can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, at the end of the film, you're like, where does he just go around the world one more time to save Jonathan Kent? <laughs> you know, Jonathan Kent, he had so much heart in, the, in Superman 1, you know? So much heart that it exploded. <laughs> yep. <laughs> also, when um, in Man of Steel as well, I know a lot of people don't like the whole destruction of Metropolis, but that shit was fucking cool. Mm. All right, the the way that they destroyed IHOP. Oh fuck the IHOP stuff! That was ridiculous. So good. Massive product placement. Oh what yeah, the- Pete. He works at the IHOP. Go buy some stuff from IHOP. <laughs> nice Coke would go good with that. <laughs> Any Batman stuff for you? Um, there was a scene from Batman, but I can't. Oh, it's uh, <laughs> when Jim Carrey first introduces the television blender thing. That sucks all the knowledge. Mm. And that he susses out that Bruce Wayne is the Batman. That's, that for me is like fantastic. It's just so cheesy. But, and he starts flapping his fucking... I'm Straight jacket. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck have I, <laughs> have I been watching? Like, it's great. And anything with Mr. Freeze, you know. All the, all the ice puns is great. The Ice Age! Ah! <laughs> Fan tracks needs to happen. Oh, uh, dude, I'm so down for that. Caroline, any... I know you didn't see the Superman ones, but yeah. uh, at least on the Batman side of things. Yeah, for sure. Um, just gonna say that Batman Return is one of my returns is one of my favorite movies. So I'm gonna say a few moments of that one. I love any moment that Danny DeVito is in that movie because he's just my king. Oh, oh he's just so delicious in that movie. I can't even say. Um, I love. Nobody will ever say that again. Danny DeVito was delicious <laughs> in that movie. <laughs> it's because he smells of the fish. His little hands and his like belly and correction, his little flippers. <laughs> yes, flippers. Yes, okay, fine, flippers. The size of his, the size of his nose. Jesus Christ. He's just so cute in that movie. Um, I love his scenes with the pen- when he dies and the penguins like take him to the water. It's just so sad. Their daddy just passed away. Uh, and there's like black stuff coming out of his face, like his mouth. It's, uh, it's so glorious. I love that. I love when um, Catwoman's like meow, and then the things blow up behind her. Like I love that part. I, like that was one of my favorites. But Batman, Batman moments. I would say that I did like in Dark Knight when he's interrogating the Joker, and they have that. You didn't like that. I I, I did like it. Oh, oh, okay. I thought I, you said you didn't. I'm sorry. I like, no, I did like it. I did like it. That was probably my my favorite Batman moment, just because they have the whole exchange of like, oh, you know, we complete each other. 
<laughs> it's so homoerotic, but I love it. I probably love it because it's homoerotic, to be honest. <laughs> that specifically, if it would have been him and any other character, it still would have been great, right? Him and Lucius. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's so many moments. I mean, I could run down a, a million of them. A lot of them from Batman Begins and Dark Knight. I, I, you gotta love that interrogation scene. You gotta love the idea that it ends with Joker saying, "We're gonna do. Th- we're destined to do this forever." Yeah. Unfortunately, not true. Cause, you know, Heath Ledger is dying. But great moment with the um, the Joker card at the end of Batman Begins. The escalation, whole speech. Just the idea of them turning on the bat signal at the end of Tim Burton's movie. It's got that triumphant music, which oh, yeah. is one of the best soundtrack scores ever. And for that matter, the very end music for Batman Returns, Selena's theme. Selena's theme is so good in that movie. Danny Elfman's awesome. He's the man. Even Batman Forever has a couple decent moments that I, I would point out. I like the idea that they kind of went a little over the top sometimes if it would have been reined in a little bit more. <laughs> like Batman being a little fantastical sometimes isn't too bad. Like I want Batman to be... I don't want to say Batman from the comics because it's a little too generalized. Batman from the comics can go a wide range. <laughs> you can go from when he's got a gun to the New 52 to whatever. I want Bat-God is what I want. A lot of people refer to him that way. I want the Batman who can plan for five minutes and take anybody down. Smartest dude in the world. He's like got all this tech all over the place, but he's not campy at all. He's got to be serious. That's my Batman. My Batman's the Batman from the, like the Arkham city game. That's a Batman. I want to see. which kind of takes us into the uh, final topic. I wanted to bring up here. Future things that you guys would like to see in Batman and Superman movies. John, anything that you want to see, whether it's like villains or supporting characters or wow. uh, moments from the, the comics or I'm, anything like that? I'm going to see one of the main things this coming weekend with uh, Doomsday. About fuck uh, you can If you can call that thing Doomsday. Yes. Yeah. Well, Looks like a goddamn Ninja Turtle or <laughs> Abomination from Incredible Hulk. Great film, by the way. Um, I want to see Brainiac again. For sure. That might happen this weekend. Who knows? Uh, I want to see Metallo. Metallo is a must for me. I want to see Clayface. Ooh, Clayface. Mm-hmm. I want to see Solomon Grundy. Yeah. Uh, Grundy ain't popping up. Yeah. I'll... Grundy will pop up in a movie eventually, but he's going to be in that Justice League dark, I think. I want to see Superman, as like I said, um, from Russia. That'd be cool. I want to see Superman as as the god Superman, you know, where he goes and flies into the sun and fixes the sun and then comes out of it like a fucking god with a sword. Like, I want to see that fucking shit. For that matter, Superman needs to throw somebody into the sun. Well, we might see that with Doomsday. <laughs> I hope he does that. He better. Uh, Batman, um, like I said, I just want to see Batman Beyond. Or, or I just want to see Nick Grayson become Batman. That's, that's it. Hmm. Caroline, anything that you want to see in these? Uh, more Danny DeVito. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I agree with 
Sean, Clavisu might be interesting to see. Uh, I kind of want to see a new Poison Ivy. Um, like a darker version of her. As long as Michelle Pfeiffer. Bring it on. No, that's that's Catwoman. You can't you can't do that. <laughs> I'm sure there's an amazing actress that would play like a solid poison ivy the way that she deserves. As long as Megan Fox. I could see somebody like Rooney Mara. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. Hmm. Any other stuff? Uh, poison um, Ivy, you got there. Yes, gotta... Poison Ivy. Let's see. Uh, the Mad Hatter, no. <laughs> He's such a random character. Uh, well, I'm excited for the Killing Joke. So we'll see yes. how that's gonna be. I'm very excited for that. I hope that it's everything that I wanted to be. Um, Isn't it weird that the next two movies that have been announced are, at least for the animated side of things, are one of the darkest Batman stories ever with the killing joke and then the Lego Batman movie. <laughs> oh man, I'm I can't wait for the Lego Batman movie. It's like we're going to do the story about uh you know stripping a paralyzed Barbara Gordon down naked and showing pictures to her dad and all this kind of crazy like insane stuff with that. And if you want to do something else, we could do the thing about the little plastic toys. <laughs> <laughs> we live in dark times, Tony. Mm. <laughs> we need that. Lego Batman was the best thing about the Lego movie. Yeah, he was. Oh, I don't know. Uh, and to be fair, the Lego Batman game is a fantastic Yeah, that's favorite, true. favorite video games, man. Never played it. It's really oh, Le- Lego Batman 2. It's so funny because um, Robin is there going, oh, let's ask Superman for help. And Batman's there going... I don't need Superman. It's great. It's fantastic. I love that game so much. Anything else on your list, Caroline? Mm. No, I think that's pretty good. And more Danny DeVito. I'm more Batman Beyond. I'll throw out a couple things out there I want to see. Uh, Bizarro. Can't believe we still haven't... That should have been the villain of Batman v Superman, not Doomsday. Doomsday should have yeah. been in Justice League. Bizarre. Yeah, I could see Bizarre. That'd be cool. Especially because the movie's about whether or not Superman is a bad guy. If you had the evil version of Superman, then there you go. <laughs> you know, um, I want Nightwing. I want, I want the full Bat family. I want Nightwing. I want Red Hood Jason Todd. I want Tim Drake as... A, I don't want Tim Drake to be Red Robin. I hate Red Robin. I want him to be uh, like either just... He's the Robin at the time... Or preferably Damian Wayne as Robin. But I've been saying for the longest time, if you do Nightwing, you should have Tim Drake be Flamebird. Makes more sense to me. Hugo Strange, we're finally getting him in Gotham, and he's cool, but I'd like to see him running Arkham. So we only got Arkham in one shot, really, the, the whole Batman Begins. Leslie Tompkins still hasn't shown up. Brainiac, you mentioned Metallo. Parasite, Mongol, Court of Owls. Oh yeah, Court of Owls. That was a good Love film. Love to see Court of Owls. So there's a lot of things, but Bat God is one of them for sure, and uh, Superman throwing somebody into the sun, and Superman should die. I want him to die at some point and come back. And I, I don't know if uh, that might end up happening in the next one, the Batman v Superman. I could see him dying in that, coming back. But 
last thing on the topic for us. I mean, that was the last main topic, but the very, very final thing we need to do here, just throw out our suggestions. If you had to watch just one movie out of all these, what would be the one that you would recommend? Whether it's one for Superman, one for Batman, or just one in general. Caroline, what do you think? Ooh, What's the Batman one Returns. recommendation? Batman Returns? Yes, of course. The great villains. Just a great movie in general. It's dark. Um, the music is nice. Danny DeVito is in it. It's awesome. Sean? Uh, for Superman, I'd say Man of Steel over all of them. Just because of how outdated the rest are. And if you're not a fan of old-time movies, then you're not going to enjoy them. And Superman Returns just sucks dick. Uh, For Batman, I've gone the same with Caroline. Batman Returns. Wow. Mm -hmm. A lot of love for Batman Returns. And for animated, Superman, Batman, Public Enemies. Good mixture of the two. I'm going Man of Steel and Batman Begins. I think that gives you the, the widest range of the most serious kind of things that are out there. But, as I mentioned before, fuck all these if you can watch the animated series from Bruce Timm. <laughs> that's the best representation of all that stuff. Of course, that's TV, that's not movies, and that's not what we're talking about on a movie club thing. But, that's it for this episode of the movie club. So, we want to promote some stuff. Caroline, anything you want to toss out to anybody? Yes, you guys check out my website, creepycaroline.com bigcartel.com I almost had a brain fart and <laughs> I was like where is my website yeah and follow me on Instagram creepy underscore Caroline why not Sean anything on your end uh no 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 I got a YouTube thing called Premier Pals you guys could check out if you want but other than that just, just search Premier Pals on the Facebook on the Twitter and check out my Twitter, which Tony will probably leave in the description. All right. Well, my plugs are all over the place, but uh, the most thing that I need to point out to you guys is just keep following things from fanboysanonymous.com. Leave your comments below. Tell us what you think about the Batman movies that have happened in the past, the Superman movies from the past two, the ones that are coming up in the future, what you'd like to see, what are your favorite moments, your least favorite moments, all the different topics we talked about, whether it was music, the Batmobiles, the suits, the characters, which things to watch, which things to avoid. We did a lot of different stuff here that we were talking about. So if you don't remember all those topics, go back and listen to it again. We've got pretty voices. Uh, but uh, follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe if you haven't already to our YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher. If you uh, are on YouTube, give us a thumbs up to show that you like this and spread the word on that and on social media. Leave some comments on the website itself, too. And keep paying attention for more things Batman and Superman related. We already have a couple things up already. I mentioned before the Fanboys Fix It. And I've done an unboxing video for SuperheroStuff.com. So if you want to check out those goodies, go check that video out. We've got the Minuteman review for Batman v Superman. We've got the Review Point podcast and making the grade breakdown. And I might actually end up doing another Wed, Bed, or Dead for Wonder Woman because that's the third member of the Trinity that we didn't talk about at all when it comes to this episode. And she's actually going to play a somewhat important part of that movie. So uh, obviously we couldn't talk about Wonder Woman movies because she hasn't really had any, but... (laughs) Um, Wonder Woman, she's getting her big screen introduction pretty soon too. So 
all that stuff all wrapped up in a neat little package coming up soon on fanboysanonymous.com as well as that potential fan tracks. So leave those comments below. If you really, really want to see that, then we'll make sure it happens. But that's it for this episode of the Movie Club for March 2016. Thank you all for listening, everybody. Peace out.